depending on who you are, goal setting could be a nightmare or one of the things that excites you the most or somewhere in between. We believe that it's unnecessary to set goals in order to live with contentment, but setting goals is necessary to avoid regrets later down the road. When we have something to look forward to, it brings us a sense of hope and desire for the future. This episode, we are going to give you some ideas on how to set meaningful goals and the next steps towards accomplishing those goals. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets, this is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians, practice owners, and the veterinary community across the U.S., owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all of our great resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, and articles. You can find them by visiting flvetadvisors.com. If you're finding this podcast to be helpful, make sure to rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. If not, give us a rating on the Smarter Vet Podcast Facebook page and follow us. So CJ and I are always thinking about how to change up these episodes and make them a little different, how just to give a little bit more of a personal aspect of things to, you know, how we think and what we do in our own lives and within business. And, uh, you know, because of the new year, we thought this was a very fitting time to talk about goals. Like who doesn't have goals? Um, maybe you don't. And this might be a really good episode to have a conversation and really start thinking and reflecting on them. And every year we have a theme. We have a we we actually start out with some sort of word, or even so, sometimes it's a phrase. Most of the time it's just a word, but a theme that we all give ourselves individually in the business, as well as the business. Like as a, as a team, we have a theme, like some sort of word that is associated with something. Like it's it's a it's a word that we revisit daily to remind ourselves of a mentality that we're trying to internalize and make it part of our mentality moving forward. Yeah, so the, the theme that, you know, that really the idea of what we want to have as a, a theme in our lives is it's something that we're looking to implement that we might not have already that exists, or we're looking to refine something in our life that we want to, you know, just make a little bit better, make it a little bit more aware in our lives. And, and the way that we look at a theme is, it's something you can revisit daily to remind yourself of a mentality uh, you're trying to internalize or make it part of your mentality moving forward. We really want to make sure that, hey, if we're going to choose something, is how are we going to become a better person over the course of the year? And, you know, just to kind of give a little sneak peek into us, you know, this year for 2023, uh, I have gone through a lot of turmoil throughout the last year uh, with my wife having pretty major surgery and just things happening. Uh, it, it's been pretty crazy and trying to or go through all that chaos of life, I wanted to take a moment to step back and say, hey, well, I want to be a little bit more serene in my life. I want to be a little bit more calm and not let a lot of the things start disturbing me or along the way. And, and I think, CJ, what did you end up choosing for, for 2023? 2023, it was funny as I had, I had a theme picked in November of 2022. And then like two days before the end of the year, I switched it to curiosity. And it's a combination of two things. 
The first thing is just this concept of slowing down, but slowing down in order to listen better. And so the only word that I could come up with that felt like it really hit on both of those things was, was curiosity, like how to just slow down, be more curious, like really listen intently to what people are saying and try to forget what's going on in my world, what, what I'm worried about, what I'm thinking about, and really focus on what people are, are communicating to me, whether it be in a client meeting, whether it be my wife, whether it be a team member, like just, just kind of everybody. Absolutely. So the question we have for each one of you that are listening right now, what's your theme? Have you chosen one yet? Like if it really should help set the stage and the direction of what your year is going to be like, because without having something in front of us, it's very easy to, you know, just let life happen. And we really look back on the year and say, gosh, I wish I had implemented more of this, or I wish I had done more of that. So when you be, when you choose that theme, if you haven't, like take a moment, even if you need to stop this episode and think about it, what is that one thing you want to add in your life or something you want to refine that you don't currently focus a lot of attention on and you want to put more emphasis behind? This tends to be the core of where we start when we talk about goal setting, because like a lot of people don't even know why they set goals or, you know, achievements or, or sometimes even goals stress people out. Because it's like, oh, I've got, I've got to do something now, right? Like it, it's something that I'm required to do. Some people don't like writing down goals because they're like, well, if I write it down, that makes it official. And then I have to be held accountable to something. <laughs> and that's not exactly the, like, that's not my number one thing to do. And I think especially when we come from, uh, you know, I know that there's a lot of psychology behind what happens with us when we're, when we're children. And if we kind of grew up in a household where, goals or achievements or even things to do became an obligation, almost became a very heavy weight for us, then goals are going to be something we're going to run away from for the most part. Mm -hmm. And achievement and trying to trying to go somewhere on purpose actually hurts us mentally than it does than it does propel us, right? It almost demotivates us. And so, you know, the but the one one reason why we believe in setting goals and and really making habits and in order to achieve things is because we don't we don't believe that anybody really truly wants to just like live life and just let whatever happen happen most people have wants they have desires they don't want to just let life happen to them like they want to happen to life mm -hmm. like i i know i don't want to just let things happen to me I, I, the way I see it is I should happen two things, right? Like it's, Absolutely. it's the opposite. And it's, it's, it's the difference between playing defense in life and playing offense. And a lot of people are playing defense and they're not even really sure why they're playing defense. Hmm. When we look at goals as well, like a goal doesn't even have to be necessarily just an achievement because sometimes people will look at their lives as saying, I'm trying to get here and I'm trying to accomplish this or you can also look at it as a form of life of a habit you're trying to instill some new ability, some new thing that you're trying to accomplish along the way. So instead of just saying, Hey, look, I want to achieve this in my life. And let's say I want to, you know, let's say you're a veterinarian that wants to be a practice owner. Maybe that is an achievement that you're looking to accomplish, but maybe it's more of a habit of every day where it's like, Hey, I want to get up every day and I want to meditate every single morning for the next three months. Like it could be pretty much anything that you could really put your mind to. And when it comes to really being able to dial down on like the goals that you want to start working towards, the best place you can really do is to start brainstorming. And there's some main categories that you can focus your attention around 
uh, where we've picked up these from Michael Hyatt's full focus planners where he, where we found these ones in particular, but you can go online and there is even more extensive where they break them down even to more categories. And just to kind of run through these is like the first one we, you can look at is what they call spiritual. Another one is intellectual, emotional, physical, marital, parental, social, vocational, avocational. And of course, we have to throw in the one here, financial. I mean, what? who would we be not without throwing in something financial, right? Preach. <laughs> when you start here, you list out the categories and then you think, do you have a particular goal that are spiritual, intellectual, emotional, physical, marital, right? You go through each category and go write down everything that comes to your mind. You may not even be able to think of something. I, I found myself sometimes forcing myself to think of something in a category because I'm like, I don't really have anything. And then like, but if you give yourself enough time and really think about it, consider what do you want? The first best answer to that question is the, is the answer, I don't know. It's okay to not know. You can allow yourself to not know. But just investigate to consider, maybe you just, maybe you do have something that you want in that category. You're just not really sure what it would be. Or you don't have any examples. Mm -hmm. right? Like, so, so start brain dumping what's on your mind, what comes just what just like, open a word document or write it down, do whatever you got to do, just whatever comes to your mind, write it down in each of those categories. And it's going to be messy. Trust us, you're going to start writing things down. And you're like, I don't even know how to really formulate this or anything else. Really, you just want to start dreaming and thinking about stuff. Just get it on paper. It's the first place. Well, to start. I, I know you and I have talked about this before in the past where like, we've had a goal that we wrote down that we made a priority, but then we weren't ever really motivated to do it. And so it just kind of gets postponed and postponed and postponed. And then eventually you look at it, and you go, I don't even want this. Like, and so it's, it's okay to even write something down that you're like, not even really sure that you want, because you may not actually be motivated for it. Absolutely. At the end of the day, it, it may be something you think you want, but you, you don't, don't constrict yourself. Just write, just brained up. And, and if you want to know how we set goals ourselves, we actually are going to spend the next episode to dive down deep into how we personally, Tom and CJ, how we do our own goal setting and the process and how we think and how we approach those things. So it, we're, we're going to talk more just high level in this, in this episode. So finish this episode, but know that in the next episode, that's going to be a behind the scenes of, of how we think, just in case you're, you're wondering. So what we want you to do is look at your life and spend 30 minutes dreaming of if money was no longer an issue. What would you do with your time? Share what you discover with a friend or send it to us directly through our website. We'd love to hear from you. Take 30 minutes after this episode or you can pause this episode right now and write down some of the thoughts and things that you would do with your time if money was not even an option anymore. Whenever we're brain dumping, because at first you just brain dump, right? And then you have to kind of go through each one and apply this particular type of filter. Like what, what makes a good goal versus a bad goal? So we're, we've always thought of what makes a good goal. And again, going back to Michael Hyatt, like CJ and I have really, made, we've kind of personified him into us over the last, I can't even imagine now, five years, four or five years when his full focus planner came out. And he introduced the concept of what they call a smarter goal. So for the longest time, which to a certain to to a certain degree, Tom, what better than a smarter goal for a smarter vet? 
Yeah. I mean, that's perfect, right? <laughs> For all of our smarter vets, it works absolutely perfect here. And I love it. So uh, because like the smart, you know, there's one aspect of it. It's, it's really a, a good direction to go to be able to start boiling down and become very specific, which is actually the first part of being smarter goal. But the ER really adds a little bit more flair. And let's go through what each one of these are from a high level uh, of, of how you can take your goals and be able to implement those. So like the first part here is we look at the S, which is specific. And, and the best thing to keep in mind, the more vague that your goals are, the harder it's going to know where to start and where you're going to end. So you got to get incredibly specific on what you want to accomplish. Right. And then there's, and it has to be the M. The M is stands for measurable you have to be able to track your progress because you can't manage what you can't measure. The A, actionable. You got to use action verbs. You're going to be taking some kind of action to complete this goal. R is for risky in, because we don't want to just like, you know, set goals that are immediately in front of us and easy to obtain. And we're done after two days of, of trying for them. Like that's more of a task. That's probably not so much a goal. Right. So stretch yourself. We want it to be risky because that's 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 something something that is risky is going to mean that you're stretching yourself and you're going to grow in, in the process. And we've got T, which is time bound. When do you want to get it done? Is it the next month, the next quarter, the next year? If you don't have a time frame on it, it's going to always constantly be like trying to run a race where you just don't know where the finish line is. The E is the is the one I like the most. It stands for exciting. So it connects with your inner motivation and it inspires you, right? Something that is exciting that when you think about it, there's something internally that just makes you go, oh, heck yeah. And then the last one, R for relevant, are they in alignment with your life and your values? It's very easy for us to pick goals and things that we believe that we want. And going back to what CJ said earlier, we had goals on our list and we keep looking at them and kept looking at them and they weren't relevant. They weren't super important to us. We thought they were but they weren't. And if you want to know more about Michael Hyatt's smarter goals, you can literally go online and Google and you can find a link to his page. He actually walks through the specifics and you can get really deep into the weeds with all of them. And, and as you create these smarter goals, like you got to really be able to keep them on the top of your mind. And I know CJ, there's one thing that you enjoy using and what, what is that one tool that you like to use the most? Well, so, well, I, I like to write them down and just revisit them like once a day. Um, and like I, we use the full focus planner, so that's that's the thing. But like I know that a lot of people like using vision boards. If you if your goals are to a certain degree material, right? Like you want to go to Greece, or if you want to buy a boat, right? It's it, a vision board can help a lot of those people uh, put put an actual image to the goal, and then have like a board of like here are all the things that may, maybe it's a bucket list of of things that you put on a board. I mean, I don't use a vision board because a lot of my goals are ex extremely internal. There's nothing really that's external about them. So, you know, the last few years, I just write them down and revisit them once a week. Another thing you can do is end up sharing them with a friend who can keep you accountable uh, and make sure that they're, they're, they're a good one though. There's someone that you really <laughs> want to share these with and they can keep you accountable because you're saying can't be those negative Nancy's that are out there. Are you, or the, or the ones, the enablers, right? The, uh, oh, yes. the friend that you go out to the bar <laughs> that you're like, Hey, I'm not drinking tonight. And they're like, Oh, you have to drink. And then they like, they're just, they just push, they just push you to do everything that you're like, I don't really want to do that. They're probably not a good accountability partner. So <laughs> just, just recognize not. that. 
And, and last but but not least, I mean, one of the things that we use very regularly is Michael Hyatt's full focus planner. He actually has pages in there where you write down your annual goals, you choose what quarters you want to focus on them, and then each page has their own goal page. So then you can break down why is this important, what category it relates to, what are you going to do to work towards it, how are you going to reward yourself, something just to constantly keeping it in front of you. Because if we don't write them down and we don't make them a priority to look at them very often, it's very easy to just kind of set it and forget it. And then life gets us. And then here we are three months later being like, darn, <laughs> I wish I had done it, you know. And it's funny because we talk about these things, but uh, as like just kind of general life stuff. Mm -hmm. But Tom and I, I mean, you, you, like we, Tom, you and I are constantly talking to clients about financial goals. I mean, that is literally our right. job. Our job is to help clients reach goals that just so happen to a lot of the times be financial. And, and I think that these things, uh, we even with a client last night I was talking to and he's opening up a business. Uh, he's in vet med, but the business that he's opening up is not just like a small practice. Like he's doing something pretty, pretty crazy cool. And it's going to require a lot of um, time and a lot of effort from his end. And I, and I could kind of see the potential for it to create strain on his relationship with his wife. And so I was even like, hey, like, I know you've got these financial goals over here, but but these financial goals are going to take away from from I from what I know is important to you, which is your 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 relationship with your spouse. So here are some marital goals to even consider, right? And I, I gave him like a book to because there's a couple things out, like John Gottman's book. Uh, it was like, hey, like preemptively prepare yourself for this financial goal because this other, if you ignore this thing over here, then you could end up accomplishing this goal, but then really ending up in a place where you don't want to be within the marriage, right? And so. The, when we look at financial goals, we're constantly having to remind people, though, that financial goals should not be numbers. It shouldn't be, I want $10 million in my investment account, or I want $20,000 in my savings. Because when we go with numbers, we're ignoring what's behind the number. There's always something behind. So if you want $20,000 in your savings, because people have said that before, and I know that there have been podcasts that we've talked about this before, when someone says I want $20,000 in their savings, is it really that is that really what they're after or is there something behind that that is there something that's a little that's trans that's transcending from that that ideal and it actually could be that well I grew up poor and you know I want to have $20,000 in my savings account cuz that that means that I'm financially secure like to like that's what that means internally. And so financial goals if they start with a number they never really the source of them should never be numbers. And when you are creating these goals, when they're not number related, there has to be some kind of an emotional aspect behind them. Like, what is the significance to you? And what is the, what is it going to help you achieve in your life? So like, let's say, for instance, it's like, if you have a goal of wanting to travel, and it's something that along the way, you're, I want to visit a country once per year, it could be something that you want to, it's an emotionally, you want to experience the cultures and you want to see what it's like being outside of where you are at the current moment. Or if, if you're looking to buy a house, it could be something along the lines of, we want to buy this house because it's going to be able to provide us the ability to entertain and provide a certain life for our family. There has to be something more emotional behind it versus numbers because, well, at the end of the day, I think CJ and I have both been here too, is that we will create things where there's a number behind it. And then you get to that number and then you sort of, you get there and you're just like, 
and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did all of that. It just didn't make any sense. So uh, make sure there's an emotional source. And, you know, if you're really starting to dial down on your, your financial goals, there's what we like to call your reasons for planning. And the question you can ask yourself right now is if you were to fast forward your life six months, a year, three years from now, like what would you want to be working towards or have accomplished in that time period to at least feel successful? Like what are things that you would want to do? And they don't have to be numbers. They could just be things you want to start working at in your life. How do you get there? Of course, that's always the question after it. And if you are finding this episode helpful and you find out that this podcast is something you're enjoying a lot of, make sure to like our Facebook page. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, we really would appreciate you to rate and, and write us a review. Uh, and also take this episode open up a text message and share it with one, two, three of your friends that you know, uh, because they might find this stuff, this content to be just as helpful as you did today. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by park avenue securities guardian or florida veterinary advisors and opinions stated are their own this material is intended for general use by providing the content park avenue securities llc and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity all investments contain risk and may lose value past performance is not a guarantee of future results the individuals associated with florida veterinary advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals florida veterinary advisors is not registered in any state or with the u.s Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2023-148735 expires January of 2025.